Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to Help I Have a Teenager, the podcast that's here to answer all your questions about the new teen age. My name is Jo Lamble. I'm a mum of two adult children, a clinical psychologist and the author of a book called The New Teen Age, how to support today's tweens and teens to become healthy, happy adults. And my name is Dr Ginny Mansberg. I'm Jo's friend and co-author of The New Teen Age, as well as a mum and a GP. But we have got Joe's six kids in our blended family. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, Joe, this one came in from our anonymous text form that you can find in our show notes, and we can't see any information about you at all. So feel free to send any question you have in because there's always no judgment here, is there, Jenny? But as well, there's no identifying information. Now, anonymous says... I have an almost teen girl. She's almost 11 years old, but I have a question that I need help with so I can stop something in its tracks before she hits the teenage. I've done my best to be body positive, following how my mum was with me, simply not talking about diets, negative food consumption, what your body looks like. We talk about foods that your body needs to be healthy, being active to help your body thrive and be strong. So far, it seems to be having a positive effect. My daughter has a positive body image from what I can tell, but I'm noticing more and more talk around her from her friends to other mothers. These I seem to be handling quite well, but more close to home, my in-laws. They talk about their weight and diets often, and they care a lot about their presentation. I try to change the subject and have even discussed with them that I don't think young girls need to be thinking about numbers. They don't comment directly to her, but they don't seem to understand what the conversation around her tells her. How can I explain this to them? Or if I can't get through to them, perhaps is there a way I can explain it to my daughter? Do you know, Ginny, sometimes I think these questions we receive are from my clients because (laughs) they sound so familiar. This is quite a common thing that I hear. Parents come in, particularly mums, who'll come in and say, look, I can handle my own kids and I can handle the friends. But when my in-laws or the extended family are all talking about their, oh my gosh, I've been so good this week. I'm so good. I'm on track. I'm going to lose 10 kilos by the time I go on holidays. And because they're not directly commenting on my client's, you know, child and saying your child's overweight or your child's too skinny, they think it's fine. 
They don't understand what we now know, the research that is linked to even if we talk about our own bodies, that those little young ears are listening because what they're hearing is, oh, this person is not happy with their body. This person thinks they need to be much slimmer to be happy with their body. Maybe I need to think about staying slim in order to be happy. But if it's not the in-laws, isn't it going to be someone on TikTok or someone on Instagram or a friend or some friend's parents, they go to a sleepover and, you know, the mum's having, you know, a protein shake or trying to shift some kilos. They're going to hear this stuff. And at some point, we can't put cotton wool over their ears forever. What do you think about that second alternative that this parent has brought up with us about just handling what is going to come into their feeds, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's that's a great point, Ginny. I was going to say the same thing. There's no point just talking to in-laws and keep sitting them down saying, listen, can you please stop commenting on your weight or the numbers on the scale? Because as you say, that's just one input that your you know daughter might receive. So it is important to talk to your daughter. And again, with empathy for your in-laws, because you're going to hear lots of well-meaning people, some people, yes, on some of the social social media who are not (laughs) so well-meaning, but you're going to hear this message all the time that it's really important to be thin or be slim. And so your job is to try really hard to block that out and not tie your self-worth to your body shape. That's the main message you just want to keep giving is this is about your health. And bodies come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. I agree. So when is the right time, though, to start this conversation? Because so far, this almost 11-year-old is showing no signs of having any doubt about her body. It's all looking very healthy. If we start sort of taking a preemptive strike, do we then sort of make her think, why are you saying this to me? And, you know, maybe I should be looking a bit more critically at my body. Or do you wait until she's showing the first signs of being a little bit doubtful? Nope. Start now, Ginny. Start now because if you wait until she's showing signs that potentially, you know, being a bit doubtful and questioning her own body image, then, you know, we know it's a slippery slope into that eating disorder. So you want to get in early. You want to counteract the messages that are out there as early as possible. And so as soon as you're aware that your child is hearing this sort of message, talking about how much weight they're aiming to lose and talking about how much they weigh or talking about being good. That's the other thing, being good or being bad or, oh, I'll, I'll have a bit of cake, I'll be bad, you know, I'll start again on Monday. Any of that talk, I'd pounce and just say, even if your daughter just rolls her eyes and says, what are you talking about? You know, they are still taking in what we're saying and you're giving a really important message. These messages will keep coming your way and your job is to try and do your best <laughs> to block them out. What if this teenager or this tweenager was getting a bit on the pudgy side. So her body mass index was creeping up and all of this body positive stuff was making her go, I can have all the chips, I can have all the cake and was starting to get into an unhealthy eating habit or an unhealthy weight range. Would that change how you handle this conversation? Not really, because what you're still talking about is health. You know, this mum or dad has done a fabulous job of just talking about, you know, being healthy and having a great lifestyle. So you're still talking about that no matter what shape your child's in and that's what they need to hear. So you're saying, hey, let's just ease up a bit on the junk food, not because you're getting a bit pudgy, but let's ease up on the junk food because it's not good for us. And then you can list all the health benefits of eating well, you know, having good exercise routine. I think it doesn't change anything. That seems very simple, Joe. I think I'll just retire from this podcast right now. (laughs) 
Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Now, Natalie emailed us to say, Hi, Ginny and Joe, I love your podcast. And we love you, Natalie. I have two teenagers and find your advice so helpful in navigating this season of my family's life, but I need help. My 13-year-old daughter lacks confidence. I know this time in everyone's life is awkward. She's always been shy, even though she's intelligent and kind and always has lots of good friends in and out of school. Lately, my husband and I have been noticing this shyness taking on an appearance of being quite rude. For example, when we're out in public and she sees her friends, she will not acknowledge them. Or if other parents she's known for quite some time talk to her, she's really shy. My husband and I don't know how to approach this topic, as when we've tried in the past, it's offended her and hasn't led to healthy conversations. We want to empower her and help her find her voice. What would you recommend? Thank you in advance for any form of advice from Natalie. Jo? Oh, Ginny, aren't you and your husband fabulous, Natalie, wanting your daughter to feel better about herself but not wanting to offend her by offering any advice? Look, I've got a couple of thoughts, Ginny. Firstly, and this again is not for judgment or to make anyone feel bad, but we can sometimes become the labels we're given. So I'd actually have a sort of ban on the word shy in the house. In fact, I'd have a ban on any household using the word shy because, you know, if little kids and even teenagers keep hearing the word you're shy, you know, don't be shy, come on, you're being a bit shy, we can start thinking, okay, well, I am shy. Right? right, so it's it's, a, it's just a good motto to follow. Same as oh, look, I'm out there, or I'm impossible, or I can't sit still. Anything like that that we're told, then sometimes that can be, you know, a self fulfilling or a other fulfilling <laughs> thing. So again, I'd ban the word shy. But as Ginny and I have said in the new teenage, you know, connection is the key. So. I know you've tried to chat to your daughter, that's great, but perhaps if you take the approach of, hey, look, you're being a bit rude here by not saying hello, then maybe that's why the chats haven't gone so well. So instead, you know, some chats about, hey, what's going on? Are you finding that you're a bit self-conscious in public or, you know, are you feeling uncomfortable or what's going on? Because just noticing that you may not be acknowledging your good friends or the parents of your good friends. So you're actually sitting down and finding out, hopefully she will open up a little bit about what's going on for her. But again, as I said, a series of chats because she may just completely shut you down the first time you say it. Yeah, so I guess we really want to give Natalie's daughter some social skills so that even if she's feeling a little bit awkward when she sees people in a weird context, you know, she's at a cafe, there's some mum that she's known forever, it feels weird. We want to help empower her. What is the best ways to do all of that? It'd be good if your daughter actually said, hey, I just feel really awkward. You know, I hate people looking at me. You know, I don't want to say hello. Then that's good. So then you can empathise with that and say, oh, okay. So then you can look at some social skills by saying, all you have to do is wave, just smile, just say hi, 
you know, spit at eye contact, that's fine. So you're just reassuring her that you're not expecting her to sit down and have a big long chat with this person and that it might be that she opens up saying that she's uncomfortable with you around. You know, some teenagers don't really want to chat to their friends or other parents with their parents around. <laughs> so yeah. that might be it. And then you can say, okay, so let's have a little signal. If you see a friend and you want to chat and you don't want us hovering, just give us a signal and we'll move away. So again, the idea is to find out what's going on for your daughter and why she's behaving like this. I'd be observing her, what she'd like, just try and observe her with her friends, what she like one-on-one or in a small group of friends. If she's really chatty there and she's quite relaxed, then I wouldn't worry too much. I'd just be, as I said, trying to find out what goes on in public, but I wouldn't worry too much. If she's getting quieter and quieter amongst people that she most feels comfortable with, then that might be another issue because, as you say, her confidence might be slipping. So that's another conversation about her confidence. And I'm wondering, Natalie, do you guys have people at your home? So are there other family members or other people other than just your immediate family coming to your home? Because that can often be a safe space for her to practice, I guess, having a chat to people who are not just her best friends, her teachers, you know, and you guys. Maybe that would be something you could do. Yeah, that's a great idea. And if it was extended family or a good family friend, you could just have a word to them and say, hey, why don't you just encourage that family friend or extended family member to take her aside a bit? Because maybe she, again, might be uncomfortable around a big table when everyone says, hey, what are you up to? You know, she might just want to, you know, curl up and disappear at that moment. So it would be really good to just show her that there are ways that she might feel more comfortable talking with others, as you say, with those social skills. But it doesn't mean she has to hold the floor. A lot of people do not want to be the centre of attention and there is nothing wrong with that. 100%. I think there are some other ways you can think about also for just generally building up confidence. One thing I think is really good for kids of all ages, from little ease right through teenagers, is encourage them to make their own decisions. As much as possible, get them to choose. If you notice that they're struggling with that, what to wear, what to eat, what to order in a cafe, and they're looking around, then just try not to step in, just encourage, no wrong decision, whatever you want, just because, again, there's a strong link between our confidence and our decision-making ability. So you really want to keep an eye on that and support her. Encourage her to voice her opinion on everything and anything. So have those dinner table conversations where you want everybody to have their say on something and try and find some topics that she might relate to so that she can share her opinion because, again, that's good for her confidence and important not to shut her down. And then I think another really good way is play lots of board games that involve talking. You know, to play Trivial Pursuit or even Pictionary, yes, I know that's drawing, but there's still a lot of interaction with people and there's social skills. There are card games where you have to, you know, play with, you know, your team member, anything like that that encourages all those social skills in a safe way are all good confidence-building tricks. I love that. That is fantastic. I know, Natalie, you see this beautiful girl that you see in the most fabulous light and you want everybody else to see the same person that you do and you want to help her do that and I'm really confident that with parents like you guys your daughter's going to be fine. Well that's all we've got time for this week. If you have a question email us at podcast at mamamia.com.au and if you like this show we'd love you to leave a review or rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. This show is produced by the brilliant Emmeline Peterson. I'm Jo Lamble. I'm Ginny Mansberg and we'll see you next week.